spoil the homecoming of the Hornets. 26-12 is the final score. Good game, Joe. Huh? Get a little aggressive, Joe. Huh? Huh? I can take it there if you want to take it there, Joe. You better put that back foot down, Joe. It's about the kids, Joe. Florida, come out, Joe. This sports death. I'm going here. Whichever way you want to go. But you better put that back foot down, Joe. You're listening to the sports show. Someone told, someone told me that, and, and it kind of disturbed me. Perturbed me. Well, he said, Prime ain't sweat. Who is sweat? If I ain't sweat. Oh, Prime got time today, baby. Last time my check, I was the man on these streets. They call me residue. Leave blow on these beats. Got diarrhea flow, and I shit on haters. Even when I'm supposed to pay, Lord have mercy. I still shit on haters. And I'm not gonna take no slander or no audacity from anybody. You can't tell me who I ain't when I already know what God has bestowed in me and who I am. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was hey, on crack. Coach, man. Come on, man. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports dance? You're listening to the sports show, the sports dance. You trash. You not hooping. That's the gangster. Trapaholics Mixtapes. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Sports Desk, episode 215. It is your guy, it is your man's one half of your sportsologist, Dedrick L. Hicks Jr. And remember, folks, acknowledge me. And it's your man, Black. We are back once again for another episode. One of your favorite sportsologists back in the building. D, you know what it is. Let's get into it. Yes, sir, sir. Yes, sir. We are back in studio. All right. We are both back in studio and, uh, it's kind of, you know, not a lot out there. Let's, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, you got the NBA All-Star game. The NFL season is over. But we have just enough, just enough to give you another episode of the Sports Desk. So let's go ahead and jump into it, man, with some of our icebreakers. Um, let's see. All right, Black. Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy of the Kansas City Chiefs. All right. He leads the Chiefs. To go to the Washington Commanders, uh, do you think that this is a uh, good move for Bienemy? Do you like the move for Bienemy? And what do you think about his situation with him uh, seemingly having to do something like this? Um, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting, and it's kind of you kind of like kind of a head scratcher as well. Because he's doing so well in in Kansas City, you win the Super Bowl. You're playing with the best. You're coaching the best quarterback in the league. But uh, if I had to sit and once I seen all of that happen, D, I think that the enemy wants to be somewhere where he could be the the final say so and the shot caller. And that's what's going to be with the offense in Washington. And it looks like Sam Howell is going to be his guy. So um, I don't know, D. He's hoping that this could work out for him and it could lead to. Finally, him getting a head coaching job, but 
It looked like to me he's he he's stepping out. You know, he's stepping out on him. He think he'll be able to this offense that they run in Kansas City with what he knows and being up under Andy Reid that he could take it somewhere else and it could work. So we gonna see D very shocking head scratching to me. I don't think I would have did it. You know, the grass is not always green on the other side, but it's the NFL. You know, who knows what'll happen? But you know, shout out to him from uh. Betting on himself, man, and going somewhere else and take his talent somewhere else, and we'll see what the Washington Wizards going to look. I mean, the Washington uh, Commanders are going to look like uh, next year under under him as the offensive coordinator. Um, mine is short and sweet. This was dumb. This was not nothing that Eric Bieniemy should have done. Who counseled him? Like who was around him to give him the idea that it would be okay to leave a situation? Where you have the best quarterback in the league, the number one office in football in every major st- statistical category. You're sitting up under Coach Andy Reid and you leave there to bet on yourself to a worse situation with the commanders. Now, the commanders have weapons. Sam Howell, no disrespect, but he can't tie Patrick Mahomes' shoes. Then... You're going to a situation where the commanders are about to be sold. The team is about to be sold. Ron Rivera is a dead man walking. So when Rivera is let go at some point during the season, because I just don't see the Washington commanders, unless something breaks during the draft in free agency, that is yet to be seen, but currently constructed, I don't see them doing nothing. They had the playoffs in their hands and faltered the last four to five weeks throughout the season. But the enemy is going to go there and do exactly what? Will he improve the offense? I'm sure that he will. Am I saying Airbnb is not capable? That is not what I'm saying. But a smart man, you continue to wait. Me, I ain't saying BNB ain't smart, but if it's me, I'm saying Dedrick. If I was the offensive coordinator, I'm waiting in Kansas City. I'm racking up rings. I'm getting more exposure to the offense of play calling, sitting up on an Andy. I don't get it. Now, Twitter was saying the NFL Twitter, shout out NFL Twitter on uh, Twitter. They feel like Ron Rivera could be let go. BNME could be put up to an uh, interim head coach, and then a decision could be made on his future after uh, the season. That's what we want out of this? No. No. So for me, I this is a big head scratcher. To me, this makes no sense. If you're a Washington Commanders fan, you're excited. Of course you are. You're getting a breath of life into your offense, and you got every bit of reason to have a little hope with Sam Howell dousing the Cowboys in Week 17, which we ultimately know ultimately know that that just really didn't matter. It didn't matter like at all. Okay, so I'm curious if Beanie set himself backwards by going into this unknown situation. Well, do, you, do you think it's a situation where he? Really wanted to put himself and challenge himself to uh, be the last say so because he wasn't that in Kansas City under Andy Reid. He would never been there. You know, he wasn't the full time play caller in in Kansas City. Here okay. in Washington, he will be. Okay. And uh, you said resume. This <laughs> resume looks, looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. Pat Mahomes got two MVPs, uh, two Super Bowl rings. I, I mean, the man resume. I don't think it's no better than than Frank Wright's or, uh, or, or you know, Dougie P has a Super Bowl, but they were offensive coordinators under Andy Reid also, but they were able to get jobs. So 
the thing with me is like how much longer is he gonna really have to wait d you know what is it that this man can accomplish what he has accomplished as an offensive coordinator and guys that has been offensive coordinators under andy reed prior are already successful or doing things in the league except him and he had to go take a, a take a uh another move somewhere else to see if him having full control of the offense will get him to the next level. That's the, that's the, that's the thing I was thinking about. Like really like why is it so much that he's getting looked over when guys before him have quickly gotten jobs? This is the NFL. This is the NFL problem. How does the losing coordinators of the Super Bowl, the offense and defensive coordinator for the Eagles, get head job, head mm-hmm. coach jobs the next morning? That's crazy. The enemy got two Super Bowls in four years with the best quarterback in the league. Frank Wright gets fired. This is the NFL problem. Let's call it what it is. Yeah, yeah. Black head coaches don't get the shots. Okay? D'Amico Ryan's Got his opportunity with the worst franchise in the NFL. God bless his soul in Houston. <laughs> Let's call it what it is, man. Yeah. The losing coordinators mm-hmm. of the Philadelphia Eagles. Both got jobs the next day. Pretty good jobs. Yeah. Pretty, they, they're going in pretty good. Except the Colts one. I'm not sure about that. They got one, pieces. <laughs> they got pieces. They just don't got a quarterback. Okay. They got pieces. Yeah. Houston, what is there? Not much. But now D'Amico Ryan's is your guy. Respect. Eric B. Enemy. If I was the Denver Broncos and Sean Payne wasn't available, please come coach us. Please bring that offensive philosophy that you spent with Andy Reid and please come coach us. But do you think it's the league that's trying to make a statement with him or is it something? There's with something him? there. I agree with you. Yeah. Something is going on with the enemy. Uh-huh. Something in his past, something about who he is as a person or as a man okay. is out there. We just don't know about it yet. Gotcha. In due time, I would like to think something like that is going to come out. But okay. it's definitely something there. Gotcha. I just don't like this for him. And I've been seeing all the talk, oh, you know, he betting on himself and he do- Huh? Well, we we see we, we see it all the time, D. You know, I mean, w- 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 other than like you said, winning, keep stacking reigns, and what do what else other than winning reigns going to do to his resume? Well, like what else he got to do? He gonna have five reigns and still don't have a job in Kansas City? I wouldn't have left. <laughs> I'm saying the man you know want to kind of challenge you. Know, you know what you, I would have You want you want to have five reigns and be like, dang, I'm just gonna continue to stack these reigns. You think bro. Andy Reid gonna and, coach? And, you think Andy Reid gonna coach five more years? I, I can see him coaching about four. Okay. I can see him coaching about four okay. more years. So if Andy Reid decides to walk away, mm-hmm. Eric Bieniemy is still there. Who's the logical choice for the head coach's job? Mm. I'm asking. Pat Mahomes mm. is going to play another decade or so, right? He is. Okay. And the steps away. But what if it was something there we don't know about, like you said, that caused him to have to go make this move? You think it's likely or unlikely if Andy Reid steps away in four years and BNME is still there that BNME is not elevated to the head coach? D, I don't, honestly, I don't know. I'm going to say likely. I'm going to say likely. I'm going to say likely that he will be named the head coach if Andy Reid steps away. If he can away. get it there, why can't he get it nowhere else? That's something that we don't know about. We don't know. I just don't like this for him. Okay. As a Commander fan, I know they love it. But as just thinking in my mind, to me, it just absolutely makes no 
since. All right, so we will be looking really, really close. It's probably going to be one of the hottest stories throughout the entire NFL season next year. The pace of Everett being to me and the Washington Commander offense. Because let's call it what it is, like I said. You say they got what they got talent. They have talent. Is it some way they could be one of the top offenses in the league under his watch? We're going to find out, ain't we? <laughs> we're going to find out. And we're going to find out very, very quickly. All right. All right, let's shift over to the WWE. All right, this past weekend was the Elimination Chamber. And um, pretty good pay-per-view. Pretty good pay-per-view. A lot of good matches there. But let's go straight to... Um, the meat of this thing, the bloodline storyline is rivaling the greatest storyline of all of wrestling and its yeah. entire existence. We're talking about NWO, we're talking about Degeneration X, we're talking about WCW versus WWE. Roman Reigns and his bloodline faction thing has been absolutely incredible. Reigns has been on the most dominant run that we have seen since the Hulk Hogan era. Three straight years without being pinned, over two years as being champion, and throughout his terror. So many unique storylines have come from this thing. Sammy freaking Zane. The build-up to this thing was so beautiful. Honorary Oos for months in and months out. Royal Rumble happens. Zane can Zane cannot continue to go the way he's going and see his buddy Kevin Owens be absolutely obliterated. Henceforth setting up this beautiful scene at Elimination Chamber reigns. Versus Sami Zayn Reigns ultimately getting the win Retaining the title Black what were your thoughts of just The build up to this thing And then just what happened in the match As Reigns retains the Universal Undisputed Championship Yeah and this this, this storyline man It was one that had to really it, it, it grew on me it really did And I can see what you're saying It being one of the best that we've seen in, in, in wrestling Yeah Man because it's, And it's all I know Sami Zayn plays an important part, but man, Roman Reigns is just top notch. He the one. Like he he's the one. Like even even seeing it, even seeing the match, the way he was just uh, interacting with his wife and the other family on the side. I mean, he talking to him. We didn't see when we was coming up. We didn't see a lot of that. We didn't see a lot of that. But now you you starting to see that aspect of uh, the uh, wrestlers. Uh, interacting with the fans and I love to see that man but the build up to this was uh was really good. Sami Zayn, man, he was great. I'm happy he got his moment to really shine and be put on the spotlight cuz he's been around for so long and he was able to do that in his hometown. Even the uh the hype video that you sent me, I was like, "Well, this pretty good. This, this is pretty good right here, you know." And but I, I even texted you and said, "Bro, you think they'll put it on him?" He was like, "I don't think so, bro." Not a chance. But yeah, but man, uh definitely a fan of what the bloodline is doing. I, I see this thing with him and the Uso, and, I mean, and, and Jay, Jay Uso is kind of heating up because they had a little moment in that in that match as well. So we're going to see what happened, D. I'm, I'm excited for, to, to keep watching it, especially with that being the last pay-per-view before uh, WrestleMania, if, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So we're going to get, uh, we're going to get a lot, man, that's to unpack uh, before we head to WrestleMania. And this is what I wanted to ask you. Do you think that they'll keep that belt on range long enough to break the guy who's had it the, the longest for over like 900 <laughs> no. or something? They, no, no, no. You don't no, think no. they keep it on him that long? No, no, no. Bruno San Martino had it for eight years. Eight, oh, he had it for yeah, eight, eight years. years yes. Okay. Eight years. So, oh, that, no, never, that that's, never, never that's never going to happen. That's okay, so happening. that probably will not never be broken. No, not in this era. No, <laughs> okay. No, not in this All era. All right, but yeah, I, I, I definitely, you know, Love what they doing, especially Reigns is man. Reigns is just great. It seemed like 
the more rings we get, I think I, I, I'm on the same page with you. We better try to enjoy this with rings, what we getting, because in a while he gonna be gone, and we probably he, he probably gonna be Mr. Lot D in the in the WWE once he's once he's gone. But definitely a fan of the storyline with uh with the bloodline. Yeah, uh, excellent event. Elimination Chamber was an excellent event. The main event was just amazing. I love when certain guys get their moment in the sun, mm-hmm. and to see Zayn in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, come out like he did. And and the, the 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 atmosphere was just buzzing, man. The energy, the cheers, the screams, the adversity to Roman Reigns, the fu Roman chance, um, the end of the match when Kevin Owen, who was also from Montreal, uh, came out. It was just a great, great, great uh, scene. Um, and and this is what it's about. If you're still riding the wave of wrestling, and, and us as wrestling fans, we want the emotional. Uh, moments, the emotionally charged moments where you can be invested. Like I literally um, was so infatuated with the match that I, I couldn't turn it back to the three point contest or the slam dunk. Con- I couldn't turn it back. Yeah, because <laughs> it had my attention so because of the energy that was in the building. Reigns is fantastic at playing his part. Just fantastic, man. He is the the epitome of what sports entertainment is today as being the pound-for-pound best in this game. So, shout-out Paul Heyman. Shout-out to the Usos. Kevin, I mean, just the storyline in itself was great. And this thing is going to continue on uh, to WrestleMania, man. And, and, and it's going to be very, very interesting how... Because the bloodline is... I feel that they are about to implode altogether. Mm. Uh, as we get to Mania, you're going to start seeing... The power start to shift in the other areas. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a call a match right now. They haven't booked yet. I don't even know what's going to happen. You're going to get Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn going, to go, going up against the Usos for the undisputed tag titles at WrestleMania. That's going to be one of your big matches. You already got Rhodes. You already got Reigns. You already got your women's title matches set. So a lot of things are starting to shake place. All right. So keep an eye on, on the Usos defending those titles against Us as against uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens at WrestleMania out in Los Angeles. And before we get out of uh, Elimination Chamber, go ahead. You had something left on that? Yeah. yeah no. I, I, I often say something else about Elimination Chamber. I hope we finna say the same thing. It probably is Montez Ford. There we go. Montez Ford is a star. He's a star. What they doing, D? He's a star. <laughs> what you saw on Saturday night is the beginning of the new era of Montez Ford. We hope so. No, it's happening. It's happening. I can feel the energy shifting. Him and Dawkins are done. They're done. They're done. Montez should be a single superstar going after championships in that element and it's going to be so dope to see what they do with montez moving forward now this could be one thing that get in montez ford's way for united states championship match against uh um what's my boy austin theory theory yeah now that is lining up right now okay but there's a rumor right there well edge is not going to beat him for the title you don't think so i know so Okay. It's not happening. He's not done but with the... you think that could be a WrestleMania or something? Who's that? Him and Edge. No. Edge won't have nothing to do with the title at all. At all. Okay. No, he's okay. not done with the Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Not gotcha. done. Okay. All right. Listen out for this. I don't know nothing. I ain't read nothing. But I got a pretty good track record of kind of seeing into the future of WWE. John Cena. Austin Theory. Cena has been very, very critical 
and newer stars getting over and rising them up to another level with him being a part-time guy. If you look at Theory, how he kind of mimics himself, John Cena was like that in the early stages of his career when he went to the jean shorts and all that. Mm -hmm. He was not loved. He was annoying, um, but he was winning. Mm -hmm. He was winning. He was corny, but he was winning. Theory's the same way. Don't be surprised if John Cena makes a return and you get Cena in theory at WrestleMania for the United States Championship. Mm. And the reason I think that is because Cena made the United States Championship very popular a few years ago by the Open Challenge. Every Monday night, he had a new challenger for the United States Championship to raise that that belt uh, prestige up just a bit oh, more. So that's what Theory doing because in this press conference, he said it's, a, I'm a, it's an open challenge. Yeah, so I've I been reading the doing. tea leaves. I've been okay. reading the tea leaves. If you don't get Cena, which I think we will. Because he's been calling them out. Watch out for Montez yeah. Ford. Watch out for Montez Ford. Okay. So, uh, great pay-per-view. All our wrestling heads out there. Uh, hope you guys appreciate it. And last but not least, man, A&E -E, A &E is back with those great, great, great wrestling documentaries. Last night, the NWO. Now, we know the NWO story. We've seen the NWO story. There's countless different documentaries on NWO uh, story. But, man, it's always great to see them again. <laughs> The beginning of the NWO when Hogan turned on WCW, red and yellow Hogan just leg drop savage and you formed the NWO with the Wolfpack with Nash and Hall and just to relive the destruction of the NWO, just to relive. And I agree with uh, Eric Bischoff. He said the NWO is responsible for the Attitude Era. Mm. It's responsible for the whole reality TV feel in the WWE realm and wrestling realms, period. The NWO is responsible. For that. And when he said, I said, you know what? He right. He right about that. Mm -hmm. Like, when the NWO happened, when Hall and Nash came over, we were, th we were thinking they were WWF guys <laughs> in WCW, let alone that they had jump ship. So it was great to see. I encourage you if you're into nostalgia wrestling, you're not really with the new stuff, go check out the A and W the A E and E A and E series, uh, the NWO documentary. Um, it's really really good. Y'all check it out, man. Recipe Scott Hall, man. They had them in there uh, for a few clips, man. And it's always good to see the legends, man. Especially yeah. after they after they have passed. And they spoke a little bit about Hall, man. And man, it just it was tough to see Kevin Nash. Cause that was his boy. Like Kevin Nash and Scott Hall are like me and Black in real life. Yeah. Like that is that's his number one guy. That go way before that go way before, before wrestling. Up, before yeah, wrestling, yeah, yeah, before yeah. all yeah. that. Yeah, that yeah. all that. So it was kinda it was tough to see that. Back to the old WWF days. Yeah, you know, like I'm them. talking about the old, yeah. old days when they was different yeah. characters. They <laughs> weren't even they weren't even Razor Ramon and Diesel yet. Yeah. So <laughs> shout out Kevin Nash, man. Shout out Hogan and everybody, man. It was a good documentary for sure. All right, man. So we're gonna come out of the icebreakers, man. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I like that. Uh, I like that little Uzi song. That's why y'all keep hearing that in the background. <laughs> I want to rock, man. Yeah, I almost took off, but I ain't gonna do it like that. All right, man. We're gonna come out of icebreakers, man. Let's go ahead and head over to the National Basketball Association. One of my favorite times of the year, no doubt about that, is the NBA uh, All Star Game, and uh, you know, <laughs> we'll talk about it. <laughs> It's 
it's obvious what's being done out here. It's on a nightly basis. I hope the world can see now what's really going on out here. What did you do in camp? Alrighty, man. All right, Black. So this past weekend was the annual um, NBA All-Star Weekend, okay? And me personally, I love the weekend. It's the best celebration of a sport that we get. We know the Pro Bowl is god-awful. They tried their (laughs) best this year, but that was utterly trash. I don't really watch too much NHL when they do their all-star game, but nothing beats the NBA. You get the stars of stars. You see all the celebrities at the events. It's a three-night ordeal. It's just a real great sight to see year in and year out to celebrate the game of basketball. Black, Utah was the host this year, and I'm laughing because Shaq was like, they asked Shaq what did he do while he was in Utah in his spare time. He said, you know, I just ate a lot of room service because there's, <laughs> there's, there's not a lot to do uh, in Utah, man. So, Black, what were just your overall thoughts, man, or just the scenery that you saw before we get into the game, the three-point contest, the dunk contest? What was your thoughts, man, on All-Star Saturday night? Yeah, man, well, for me, with, you know, the All-Stars for, for all the sports, you know, uh, NBA is what it is. That's what you look forward to. And, and for me, I don't pay attention to – the NFL or hockey, it, it would literally have to be NBA, MLB, the home run derby. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, baseball all star. Yeah, yeah, so those those two are the main ones. But man, NBA Saturday night, man, it's just uh, I mean, well, NBA All Star Saturday night and the the whole weekend is 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 it's amazing. Like uh, for it to be in Salt Lake, I mean, if you, I, I'm not I'm not shocked shocked that Shaq said that. <laughs> Cause you in Salt Lake City, if you ain't going skiing, you ain't got nothing to do, mm. you know. So I don't know where the casinos at, or none of that good old stuff, you know. <laughs> I, I I know Charles probably found a way to gamble on something. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. he did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, and I, for me, I think I think the All Star Game, and I know the NBA won't do this. They got to keep it at the more popular. You know cities. You know what I'm saying? Where it was a lot. Do I know they go every try to get hit I everywhere? I, I don't agree with that. I think yeah. they spread the love. Yeah, because spread but, the love. Because some of Utah, like it's cold. Spread like, the what, love. What you really gonna do, D? Spread the love, you man. You know, if we would have went to Austin, we like, but damn, bro, it ain't really much to do out here. You know, what me I'm and you would have found something. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they should think about that. I know they're trying to spread the love, man. But for me, I would keep it in the bigger cities, LA, you. you know, Chicago, Chi-Town, yeah. you know, New Miami, York. New York, you know, yeah, places like that. Even even in Cleveland, what it was in Cleveland last year, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I wonder how it was there in Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I know that was a big deal because that thing you had the 50th anniversary and like all the greats was. Then when they was doing the, the top fifty players, so I knew that was amazing. But man, All Star Saturday night was was amazing. Dunk contest, see like it gets better and better every year. We got some some young talent. Man, the kid from Houston, he's he's nice. Uh, I mean, McClung. McClung, shoot, he barely on the roster, man. He barely on the roster, and to go in there and win the dunk contest, man, and see him do it, it was amazing. It's crazy how uh, how uh, TNT. Shaq and them be talking about things that's happened in the past 
They said it wasn't Shaq. I can't remember if it was Shaq or Kenny. They were like, remember now, nobody from Philadelphia has won the dunk contest since Dr. J. And how ironic is it that... McClone. Yeah, that he wins that, bro. You know, mm-hmm. but he put on a show, man. He, he put did. on a show. He did. It was good to hear Kenny say, it's over. It's <laughs> oh, We hadn't heard that like in a very long time. So yeah. it's very, uh, very exciting. I always look forward to... All-Star Saturday Night three-point contest was very entertaining this year. Uh-huh. You had some of them boys throwing big bombs in the mm-hmm. first round. I was like, oh, my goodness. Our boy Halliburton I, getting man, off in of that first round. And I mean, that thing stank, but he hit. <laughs> the way Bob like, he hit, D. 31 in the he first round. He had 31. Round. I was like, dang, okay. Yeah. But, man, just All-Star Saturday Night uh, in a whole, D. Yeah. It's, it's a great atmosphere. Like you say, no matter where it's at, it's always going to do great. And uh, David Stern and those guys do a... Really good job reinventing, uh, trying to add things to it to keep it making better. Yeah, no what doubt. the NFL needs to do, because yeah. this is horrible that the NBA Nasty. is able to reinvent themselves every year with the All Star, and y'all just sit and give us the same old thing. Flag football game. We don't want to see that crap. <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want to see the offensive lineman lifting weights off the off the off the dummies and they getting pushed. We don't want to see that. Just bad. I'm like, it's just bad, bro. But definitely All Star Saturday night. Big time for me, D. Yeah, same same here. I love it. I, I like when the smaller cities get the love, man. Uh, Cleveland and Utah. Next year, they're in Indianapolis. That's kind of a bigger city, yeah. but next year, they're out there in Indianapolis. I, I, I kind of like it, man, because the game of basketball, it's not like football. Football is dominant in America. Like that's that um, football is king in America, but basketball is so global. Mm-hmm. It's so global. Everybody comes from literally all over the world. You know what I'm saying? To come and play basketball, man. I'm just looking at all the international players that were represented at All Star, man. So I get if you're in attendance at the All Star game, you much rather be in LA, you know, Chicago, New York, Miami, you know, different places like that. I get it, I get it, man. But I thought it looked pretty cool on TV with the Utah, man. I thought it looked pretty cool, man. But um, three point contest is my favorite event by far. It has turned into my favorite event. No, I'm not gonna sit on here and you know spit on the dunk contest, but the shooting that you get, man. It's remarkable, man. Tatum and Lillard, Halliburton, Buddy Hill. Like, man, these boys really be stroking that thing. And I love when the ball hit the nets, man. It just rips the net, bro. Like, man, you know you know how locked in you got to be, man, to get a shot off like that. So, I enjoy the three-point contest. And shout-out to McClung. Got to give him love. I think everybody who participated gave a good effort for sure. I don't think the dunk contest was trash by any means. But... I think once, if listen, if you could just get rid of the props, all these props really make it not great. Now, I'm cool if you bring somebody out and you jump over them. That's fine, but I don't like all this props. I want to see your athleticism, bro. Like, what can you do creatively just with the gifts that you've been given? And McClung, man, them, them 350 splashes he's been doing <laughs> and 540 days, the way he was twerking his body, the yeah. shortest dude in the contest. I said, man, and, I, and if you know McClung, man, you've been seeing what he's been doing since mm-hmm. high school. Like, since high school, he's been doing this thing. So it was really good to see him get an opportunity. My man got called up by the 76ers, and he got a shoe deal with Puma uh, oh, after that. Yeah, got a shoe crazy. deal with Puma, man. So he getting the love. He getting the love for sure. All right, so NBA Saturday night was great. Oh, the Rising Stars uh, games were really good that was too. Good. Really Utah good was, too. They took that home, didn't they? Utah, they won. The skills challenge. The yeah, skills, they took the, oh, skill, the skills challenge. Skills challenge. Okay, yeah, they, right. they took that home. But I like to see it all, man. But all you know, all of that is always leading up to the big game. All right, the All Star game, the All Star festivities. It's always a great watch on TV. 
It's uh, I'm not the real biggest Post Malone fan. I don't really know too many of his records, but bruh did his thing out there, man. He had the energy on lock out there. Mm-hmm. My boy was perked out for sure. He but definitely you know was what I'm saying? Super, super Molly Wally out there. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, I thought he put on a good show. It was good to see 21 Savage out there. I love the Afro beat session uh, out there with Tim's and Burning Boy and all of them. Was out there. That was really dope. Mm-hmm. So it's always just a good watch to see <clears throat> the all-star festivities. Black, let's get to the draft. Draft, man. Did you like it? Are you cool with it? Do you want to see more of it? How did you feel about the draft on LeBron and Giannis were up there with Ernie, you know, getting their team situated? How'd you feel about it? Oh, I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. I like to see, uh, I'll be wanting to see the players' reaction when they get picked or if they get mm-hmm. picked last. You know, even though uh, uh, Jokic and uh, the other kid from Utah, they really didn't have really like no facial expression, but. Uh, I like to see that live reaction. You know what yeah. I'm saying? When they doing it on TV, you can't really see, you know, what the other guys be thinking when they get picked. But I definitely love it right before the game. Mm-hmm. Like, to give you give you that street feel, too. Yeah. Like, if Fart we were ball. playing 21 or something. You know Fart what I'm ball. saying? We picking teams. But uh, I definitely like it like that. I think they need to continue that. It was super cool, man. It was super cool, man. I loved it. This is why the NBA is the NBA. This is why they're the best league. Because they keep evolving. They keep evolving, giving the fans what they want, feeding the fans a great product. Like NFL, like somebody, were you there taking notes and video? Like, I don't want to hear nothing about the Pro Bowl can't be better than what it is. <clears throat> How the NBA did this draft, man, that was super dope. You got Giannis and Braun live on the mic. You got the guys' reactions behind you when they getting their names called. It was just super cool to see, man. Super cool to see. They got to keep doing this. And really, shout out to Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant was the one who put it out there two years ago on his podcast. And I don't know if the, the NBA somewhat gave him credit by kind of showing the clip of him saying it uh, before they went to the draft because he was like, you know what would be dope, man? If, you know, with this new style uh, format of All-Star, if they kind of let it, let the captains pick the players before the game start. So he the one kind of put that out there. I guess the NBA said, you know what, that's a good idea. And it worked, man. So Team LeBron, Team Giannis, you got 24 of the best players in the world. Your team going to be stacked either way it go. Black, let's go ahead and get into the game. All right, the All-Star game. We all know that defense is not allowed in this game <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> team Giannis getting the win, 184 to 175. Let's start with the captains. Giannis got in for two minutes. We all know he's dealing with the wrist. It was very, very obvious. But I want to salute Giannis for even just doing that because he didn't have to. Yeah. He could have stayed in street codes, but he went out there, got the rock, got a nice little light dunk, checked himself out the game. I was cool with it because at the end of the day, you still got to go back and get ready for this Mm -hmm. playoff run. So Giannis did this thing. Then LeBron. LeBron looked like he was going for the MVP. At first, he was. At first, <laughs> until he got up there and tried to get that block and yammed up his finger a bit. Doing there. I didn't understand. LeBron that, was bro. having fun. That's what I saw. LeBron was having fun. And you could tell LeBron had a bop to his, uh, a bop to his step. And he looked like he was in a great mood. Like mm-hmm. he was happy to be out there. And I saw, uh, I forgot who it was this morning who was saying it. I think I forgot who it was, but they were saying LeBron. Has that energy of man? I'm not going to get many more of these. Mm. I'm not going to get more of these, many more of these, and he wants to relish in it, man. And you could tell even when he was up there with uh Carl Malone and uh Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, this he was like a kid, like cheesing like a four year old. Like he's such on a high and rightfully so. All time leading scorer in NBA history. He got shown a lot of love, he and did. also like, he deserved it and. 
he just had that energy. I said, man, LeBron, like, he might try to go for a little something right here tonight. <laughs> but he got pulled out uh, at the first half for precautionary reasons with his left uh, ring finger. All right, so the game itself, Black, what'd you think about the game, um, all the scoring, all of the athletes that you saw out there? What was your thoughts on just uh, seeing the best players in the world on the floor? Yeah, just a, just a, uh, a layup line, my boy. You're you going to go up and lay it up. Well you know said, well said. So, uh it was exciting, man. It's always great to see all the best players in the league, man. And the one thing I did like, because they didn't do this last year, they had Luca mic'd up while he was playing the whole game. Yeah, the, I was I, that was dope. Now I like that. I think that's mm. something they need to keep in there too. I like that in the midst of him playing and making assists or making mm. a shot. He was, you know, he talking. was talking to Kenny and those guys, man. But I, I did like that. But man, um. Overall, man, it was good to see all the guys playing, man. Of course, you know, Giannis wanted that thing bad. He said, I can't I can't go. He said, I can't I gotta get one, at least one against LeBron. He so it was one. dope that they got one, man. And to see uh Jason Tatum get him the MVP, man, 55 points. That was that was a wild All-star team. game record. All-star game. Yeah, I was like, man, that's wild. And he hit what 10 three-pointers made, I think they say he had. Mm-hmm. And it was crazy. But a lot of people was voting for him before the game that he would be the MVP. Yeah, and I was, it was one good of them. to see. It was mm-hmm. good to see that. Some people felt like then he needed that on his resume as well to add to the resume. It's a good feather. Yeah, so uh shout out to him on getting the uh all-Star Game MVP, man. Um, shoot, Jalen Brown. I mean, all these guys look good. Dame look good shooting the ball. He being at Weber State right there, what, 30, 30 minutes. minutes away. You know, I thought he was going to go for it, too, being, you know, went to college there. Talk about that point. shot when he stepped inside a half court, bro. Oh, and the man. ball didn't hit nothing, though. It didn't hit nothing. I was like, oh, my Have God. Have you ever was seen that, it? Was that? I've never seen that, but was that the shot that, that, that sealed the game? That, that no, no, that was the in the second quarter. Oh, the second quarter, because Braun had just did one before. Four. Yeah, bro. His shot from a long way from like logo, and then he came back they down. I was like, bro, that's right crazy, inside, bro. That's crazy, bro. How he Ain't be shooting? Touch nothing, bro. <laughs> that's crazy how he be shooting man, things, bro. Man, man. But man, I uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. You know, I, I watched it all the way up to like maybe uh. The third quarter, so it was good to watch D. And then the, the kid from Utah, man, I know he had to be soaking that up. Oh, Lord, really, Mark. You know, take somebody's yeah, spot, you know, replace someone and then be, a, you know, him, a, a starter. So, shout out to him, man. He he looked good as well, you yep. know. So, man, overall, great all-star game. And, man, kicks of the night, man, go to Kyrie. Kyrie kicks was crazy the way he didn't change them up. And covered the Nike sign. I like what he's mm-hmm. doing with that. Got his little African feel or his tribe and mm-hmm. with everything that he's doing. So I like that. D. I mean, tennis shoes was insane. What can you say, mm-hmm. man? And mm-hmm. uh, I enjoy it, man. All star game with all the stars. What 20, 24 NBA 24. all stars? Twenty four. The best of the best. The best, best in the, the world, best. man. And we get it for one Sunday night, man. And yep. to see everyone playing together, man. And uh, I enjoyed it, D. Absolutely. Some of your high scores from that game, of course, Tatum. The MVP with 55. Donovan Mitchell, like, he was gunning for it, too. He had 40. That's crazy. Uh, Joel Embiid with 32. Kyrie Irving with 32. Jalen Brown with 35. Um, and Damian Little with 26. Those were your high scores of the night. It looked like early on in the game, man, like, um, it looked like that LeBron was trying to get something going. But then it also looked like Kyrie was going trying to get something going. Look, man, when they... When they say Kyrie is the handles God and he can do whatever he wants, I mean, it's just incredible what he can do with a basketball. He was out there doing that gently fan. Yeah, he, he's switching hands, man. L, like, just kind of moving. Like, bro, I was like, man, Kyrie just so talented, bro. No matter how much of a headache he done been. So talented. He's bro. so talented. And somebody going to pay that cash. 
to have Kyrie Irving out there. And he know that, bro. He know that. But I, that was just one of my takes. Damian Lillard's shooting. Jesus Christ. He cold with it, bro. Yeah, yeah. He cold with it, bro. He just so cold with it. Highlight of the night for me during the game with Jalen Brown and Tatum went at it. Jason Tatum. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like maybe like four possessions they went at it. And it was so cool because the other players just moved out the way. They was literally like one-on-one on the left side of the court <laughs> doing their thing. And Jalen came out and bomb bombed on uh, Tatum on the first two. Tatum came back, crossed him, and the ball went out of bounds. Came back, crossed him again, and uh, hit a nice three over. It was just really cool to see the two teammates get to have a little bit of fun, man. And um, those guys are some special players, man. Those guys are some real special players out there. And and the atmosphere that you get with All-Star, man, man, maybe it's just me or maybe it's just black. But, man, I, I be always giddy doing All-Star, man, because Jay-Z said it best at the beginning of the show. You're seeing guys out here on this floor, they're the only guys who can do what they do in the world. They're the only people who can do it. So when you're watching this exhibition of talent, like you just got to take that in, man. We've seen so many all-star games throughout our lifetime. But last night, I really saw the evolution of the game. Embiid mm-hmm. shooting threes. Jaron Jackson shooting threes. All- Jokic coming down at the point guard spot, setting up Embiid on the assist for three. <laughs> How crazy would that look in the game? Pick bro, and roll just both to, of them on the same team. <laughs> just the evolution of the game is just crazy, bro. That's what I was really paying attention to, man. So it was just an amazing night um, just to see all that talent. And does this, uh, Mike Malone said in the, uh, in the press conference, he said, well, he had a great time, but this was the worst basketball he had ever seen in his career. All right? Because <laughs> there's absolutely... That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, there's no absolutely no defense no defense being played. Team Giannis getting a win, 184 to 175. And the NBA will continue to be on pause until Thursday night. You know, they get a very long break, and they deserve it because it used to be after the All-Star break, the season picked back up on, like, that Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But now the NBA is letting the guys who are part of the All-Star weekend get back home, get some time in for themselves and their family before the season picks up on Thursday, all right? So speaking of that, we're wrapping up All-Star Black. We are headed into the second half of the season, Black. This is the most critical time. These are when you have the teams who are in contention and who are competing for playoff spots really starting to take control of their destiny to try to lock down a playoff spot. And how much more tense and how much better basketball are we going to be getting in the next couple of weeks. Black, what do you anticipate seeing in this second half of the NBA season? Oh, man, a thunderstorm. <laughs> yeah. I think this thing going to get interesting, D. Like, yeah. I think teams going to make moves. I think it's gonna some teams that maybe be at the top that may fall down, D. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm really paying attention to... I want to see what uh, Sacramento going to do. I'm going to see if they stay pat mm. and can hold on and, you know... Do what they've been doing, you know, the first half of the season. I want to see if they can stay in that three spot. You know, also going to be watching the Lakers and see what they do. Of course. Bro, LeBron, I'm holding on to your words, bro. I hope you ain't selling me wolf tickets here. Now I want to see the best of the best now. You said these are the 24 most important games of your career. I want to see it. Mm-hmm. I want to see it. And I'm looking forward to that, man. Definitely going to be watching that. And then I want to see what... You know, the Warriors going to look like once they get Steph back. I don't know how much longer he's going to be out, but I know he's going to be back at some point. See what type of what type of run they make. I expect 
Denver in the West will probably stay pat and probably at number one. Um, we're going to see what happened with Memphis. You know, we'll see if they be able to stay pat at two. But the West is going to be very interesting, D. I'm looking forward to the West. The uh, <clears throat> the East, what, I just feel like with Kyrie and KD gone, you know, what? And outside of Boston and Milwaukee, you know, what you show. really got to worry about, D. You know, I know you're going to have a team like the Nets who was able to get a winning record going. Look like they may keep it and make the playoffs without Kyrie or, or Kevin Durant, Durant mm-hmm. you know. And uh, going to be really looking at Embiid because I think these these next 24 games against with, with, with him and Joker for that MVP, I think it's going to be very important. Mm. So I hope Embiid can keep doing what he's doing. Well, he won player of the month back-to-back months there in the East. Yeah. Uh, in the East. So uh, I'm looking forward to see what happens to you. I'm super, super excited, especially uh, for the Lakers, man. I just want to see what, what, what they're going to do with these last 24. Because look like the team they just got, the team that they got now, they look like they got enough, D. Like they got enough. Like I like the kid Vanderbilt. I, I love him. You know, I really never really paid attention to him, but he's an energy guy. That's what they need. And then you can tell that the shooting looks a little better, D. Of course, more spacing. You know, more spacing. And I think D-Lo, man, I think D-Lo going to ball, D. I think he going to ball. You know, I was kind of hesitant, but D-Lo going to ball. He's still, he's he's a seasoned guy. He didn't been in the league a very yeah, long veteran, time. Man. He didn't grow it up and been through some things, man. So, and then he going to be able to help LeBron and AD a lot. And we seen it in the game with New Orleans, man. They, AD and LeBron was able to, you know, have a lot more space to work. So, it's going to be interesting to shot. And he going to make big time shots, too. He going to make big shots, D. And, you know, once Beasley and those guys get in rhythm and start making their shots and uh, Achamara, mm-hmm. I think they're going to be just fine. They're going to be better defensively, D. Yes, they are, especially you know, on the I, wing. I really want to see if they're going to be able to hold teams to, what, maybe 90, 95 points, see if they can hold teams. I know that the league is different because it's so much shooting, but can they really hold teams to under 100? They kind of make things difficult for these teams because they schedule it. It's not no slouch schedule. It's not. You got to play the Suns twice. You see the Clippers again. Got the Clippers again. Like, uh, you play New Orleans Denver. two more times. You know, you got all the teams that's above you that you have to see. And that second half, D, but definitely looking forward to the second half of the season, expecting a thunderstorm, man, for all the teams in the NBA who's in contention. Yeah, my eyes are locked in on the West, just like how you just spent a lot of time talking about the Western Conference. The East is what it is. Milwaukee, Boston, (laughs) Philadelphia, Cleveland. Who else? I mean, I don't want to be disrespectful to anybody else, but... Uh, those are the four teams right there. I mean, you got Brooklyn. They could hang around, but they're going to go home in the first round. You got the Knicks, who could make some interesting. You got the Heat with the addition of Kevin Love. We're getting ready to talk about that in a minute. Atlanta, Washington, and Toronto. I, I, the, the, the East is really down to three teams. Let's call it with no disrespect to the Cleveland Cavaliers because they will make it interesting. Mm-hmm. They should get to the second round of the playoffs. But those four teams are where you're at. In the Western Conference, man, come on here, bro. Like, <clears throat> you literally have eight spots available, dog, before you get to the play-in. Well, six spots available before you get to the play-in. And then the gauntlet goes all the way down to the Lakers. You have 13 teams, bro, that have to be sorted out, bro, in these next 24 games. I mean, just the, the difference of games is ridiculous. The Lakers are the 13th seed in the Western Conference at 27 and 32. Black, they are only three and a half games outside of the sixth seed. That's crazy. Outside of the six seed, that's that, that. This is what we're dealing with. I am going to be infatuated with the Western Conference grind. 
week, night in and night out, we're going to be getting some of the best intensified basketball, especially those teams who are seven and down low trying to avoid the play-in or get mm-hmm. into the play-in. You got a lot of things happening right there. I think the Lakers would be fine with just getting the in play-in. the play-in. I think they would be too. And then when you get up top to the top six, can Dallas hold tight? At 31 and 29, can the Sacramento Kings hold tight mm-hmm. at 32 and 25? Like you said, there's going to be a lot of shifting going around in the Western Conference. And when we get back on Thursday night, the NBA is rolling out nine games after mm. the All-Star break. You got some pretty, pretty good matchups here for Thursday night. I'm going to call some of them out right here. Denver at Cleveland. You're going to get that at 7 o'clock on Thursday night. You're going to get Memphis at Philadelphia. Mm. You're going to get that. You're going to get that uh, on Thursday at 7.30 on TNT. You're going to get uh, a tight game for the playing spot, the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Utah Jazz. You're going to get that at 9 o'clock on Thursday night. And then you're going to get the Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Lakers 10 o'clock on TNT in L.A. Think Steph would be back? No, nah, I don't think. They say back. Steph probably out like another week or so. Okay. But they say he's trying to get back because he needs to be out there. Yeah, do you think they can Do you think they can make it if he ain't there? Like, do you think they I can don't. win enough games today till he gets back? Can you see them falling enough where they ain't even in contention once he gets no, back? No, they'll be in contention. They'll okay. be in contention, okay. but they Let's need him. They okay. need him, bro. They're going to need them. It's going to be very tough for them. Okay. Very tough for them. And then to close out your Thursday night, you got Portland and Sacramento at 10 30. You, you got a lot of great games just to po- come back in, the man. So, need Sacramento to beat them. <laughs> you need Portland to lose. So, this second half of the season, if you're a basketball fan, you're a basketball lover, this is where you thrive, man. This is where a lot of games that we saw in the first half of the season, man, were probably just a little bit entertaining. But now you're finna get oh, it's these. finna get real. You're finna get these heated. Yeah. Hot and heavy confrontation with these teams trying to get situated right before the playoffs start in April. So, of course, we will be breaking down everything, talking about all the big stories. We just got some breaking news coming across my computer screen here. Giannis Antetokounmpo will be out several weeks. Oh, man. With torn ligaments in his wrist. That That is a tough, tough blow for the Milwaukee Bucks. They got Chris Middleton, who they're trying to get back into formation. He's been coming off the bench the last yeah. couple of games. He ain't so 100% itself. He's not 100%. <clears throat> Milwaukee is sitting at the two spot in the Eastern Conference. This is what Milwaukee dealt with last year with injury rolling into the playoffs. I don't know how much time Giannis is going to miss, but can they stand packed and not drop down past that fourth seed? Against Cleveland, Drew Holiday, they get Bobby Portis back. They've added Jay Crowder. That's going to be a tough, rugged team. Just not going to go in there and roll over Milwaukee oh, yeah, yeah, without yeah. Giannis. Mm-hmm. They're going to be in some close games. Yeah, they're going to be in some yeah. close games, but it's going to be interesting to see how can they keep keep ahead. And they want to stay at that two spot now. You fall to that three spot, your first two rounds are looking real choppy because that means that second round, you got to play Boston. Mm. You got to play Boston. So... Got to keep out for the Milwaukee Bucks. Again, Giannis Antetokounmpo is slated to miss sometime, maybe up to several weeks, with torn ligaments in his wrist. Man, tough blow. All right, Black, let's get into some of the news that went down today. Black, Russell Westbrook. Will Russell Westbrook come back to haunt the L.A. Lakers now that he is a Los Angeles Clipper, Westbrook being bought out by the Utah Jazz, 
signing with the Los Angeles Clippers today. Black, <laughs> when this came across your phone, man, or if you were watching TV, however you received the information, what was the first thing that went through your head? Damn. <laughs> same. Yeah. I was same. Like, damn. You same. Know, I, same. And the reason why I said damn, because him and Paul George play well together. You yeah, we've seen it in OKC. We've seen it in OKC. You know, it's going to be interesting to see. Is he going to come in and start at the point guard position for them? Or are they going to roll with the guy, uh, our guy from Florida State that we like who played for Terrence them? Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann. Like, I, I don't know what they're going to do at that point guard position. I don't know if he's going to come off the bench or do what. But, boy, I tell you, when they uh, that second to last game, when they play the Lakers, boy, that's going to be interesting. And I see people hoping that it's for something, you know. They playing for something, and the Clippers have owned the Lakers these last what 10, 12 games or some crap like that. Mm-hmm. They haven't beat them. They haven't. The Lakers hadn't beat them since the bubble, bro. So since the bubble. that that goes to tell you like what it is. But boo, boy, I, I I'm gonna be locked in on that when they do play the Lakers because that's gonna be a lot of trash talking right there, boy. Yes, sir. You know he gonna get Must some stuff TV. up off his chest, boy. Must see TV. Yeah, but could it be a good addition for 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 the Clippers? We'll see, you know, Westbrook wasn't doing great in L.A. when we know all the stuff he was probably dealing with, but can he go to the Clippers and be able to play, play freely and be able to just focus on uh, winning basketball games? It's going to be interesting, D. Let's, let's see how it work out. I love it for the Clippers. This is a great pickup for the Clippers. Russ was going to be the sixth man of the year this year. He was in high contention for the sixth man of the year this year. He accepted the role that Darvin Ham gave him in L.A., running the second unit. He played well as running the second unit. Russ probably had had enough because from what reports were being told, he was told he was going to be a major piece with LeBron and A.D., to kind of help the Lakers get back to where they were. We ultimately know what happened there. It didn't work out. He was traded to the Utah Jazz. Now he's with the Clippers. This is more of his style. Ty Lu, the grinded out sensations <clears throat> that they have out there with Kawhi Leonard and the Morris twin and and, and Zubog. They got a bunch of rough riders out there, bro, who just, who just grinds. <laughs> they just grind out there. That's what they do. Terrence Mann... That young brother is going to be a star in this league. And I just see him being the perfect fit to a tough, hard-headed type of basketball team that's going to be a tough out in the playoffs. And if Russ can bring his toughness, which he will, if he can bring his competitive uh, 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 viciousness, which he will, and allow himself to be coached by Ty Lue, which he will, he will pay a positive dividend for the Los Angeles Clippers. Paul George went upstairs as soon as he was traded and told him, get him here with me. Get him here with me. And now he is there. Could he come back and could he haunt the Los Angeles Lakers? Could he be the thorn in their side with him being a clipper at some point during this season? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. I hope out of Everything that I can wish for in this basketball season that we finally get a Clippers-Lakers playoff series. I want it. We haven't had it. We ain't been close to getting it. Except that one year, but we ain't going to go there. What happened to the Clippers? Uh I want to see it. It's so much attractive drama. It is. That we could get. Great move for the Clippers. 
I think it's going to fit right in. And it's going to be real interesting to see just how much Russell Westbrook is going to thrive with that revenge factor inside of him. Because you got to know that he ain't got to move nowhere. When the Lakers traded him, he didn't go to Utah that one time. He was in L.A. Mm-hmm. His wife was posting <clears throat> Valentine's Day pictures with, excuse me, with him, with her and Russ when he was out in the back. So he never left L.A. Mm-hmm. He don't have to move. His family's still there. He's right where he needs to be, going to the same arena. He just got to turn left instead of turn right. And, and he got to t- turn left instead of going right and go to the Clippers hallway instead of the Lakers hallway. That's all he got to do. <laughs> Ideal situation for Russ. It's going to be interesting to see how that goes down. All right, but let's go down to South Beach. All right, the Miami Heat signing veteran NBA champion Kevin Love. Kevin Love was bought out. He was in the last year. He was deal with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And now he is in, in uh now he is in Miami. Lined up with Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, of course, the great Eric Spostra down there leading the way. Black, do you see this being a positive impact with Love, who's going to bring some size, some rebounding, some shooting mm-hmm. as well down there to the Miami Heat? Yeah, I think it could be a plus for Miami with yeah. Kevin Love. You know, I really don't know how, how much of a whole lot more he can give you at this time because he was sitting on the bench a whole lot he was. in Cleveland. But uh, hopefully Miami can use him in ways to get him time to shots and then he can come in and help them uh, defensively uh, on a uh, in that aspect as well. So we're going to see, and he got a lot of experiences is always good this time of year, mm-hmm. you know, and Kevin Love has played in a lot of very important basketball games in his career. So yes. um, I think, I definitely think that this was a big uh, get for Miami and I think it'll help them out. Yeah. I think um, this is excellent for Miami. This is excellent for Miami spacing, more shooting. Kevin Love can still play. Let's call it what it is. The Cleveland Cavaliers didn't have much use for Kevin Love because they got younger. What's the big man for the Cavaliers or the rookie? Um, you got for Jer- the Cavaliers, oh, Mobley. Yeah, Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley. And you got big Jared Allen down there. Mm-hmm. So Kevin Love got phased out by youth. <clears throat> yeah. By youth. In Miami, his role is going to be different. He's going to be bringing veteran experience, championship experience, rebounding. He's going to fit right into the culture because Kevin Love, let's call it what it is. His whole career, he's just been a grinder, bro. Mm-hmm. He's been a grinder, bro. Scrubbing them flows, grinder, my boy. That's where he's been, and he can shoot the three from the corner. And he think I think he's just going to fit right in to what they're doing with Miami. This is going to help Miami, especially in those situations where they may have to face a Boston, they may have to face a Philadelphia. If you could space out the bigs for those teams and hit some knockdown threes. That's going to help your chances to possibly advance in the playoffs. So I like the move deep down inside. I was hoping and wishing that he would have came to L.A. They said there was some conversations of it, but L.A. just ain't had the money that he was looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Miami did, which it makes sense. I mean, and he's going down to South Beach. So, hey, you know, I can't hate him for that, you know, for going down to Miami. So Kevin Love is now a Miami Heat. Uh, some other news out of the NBA, like our boy Pat Bev. Mm. Is going to be signing with the Chicago Bulls after a buyout. He is from Chicago. All right. So that's a homecoming for Patrick Beverly. All right. Then the Miami, the Milwaukee Bucks is signing Myers Leonard to a 10 day contract. If you don't re- recognize that name, Miles Leonard said some very inappropriate things on a video game live stream a few years back, a very racial slur. And that got put, he got put out the league for that. And now he has been signed to the Milwaukee Bucks to a 10-day 
contract okay other than that everything is kind of staying packed in the nba we're on a hiatus in the league the game return the games return on thursday and we will be getting back to it so until then you got you some college basketball and all your wrestling lovers watch your little wwe raw that's (laughs) That's what i'm watching tonight yeah me too that's going to get you through up to thursday night when the nba re turns okay all right so that's gonna wrap up tonight's show wasn't a lot out there um but we did have enough to talk about for sure um and of course like i said we will be breaking down all of the news and notes and everything from uh the second half of the nba season black anything before we get out of here uh no man i'm just uh super excited and ready for the you know, Thursday to get here, man. We got some good games going to be happening. Some real big good time games. Game, real big time. So, I'm locked in. Football's over. It's time to lock in on the NBA. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, so hopefully I'll be I'll be flipping channels back and forth and looking how my phone's set up. Like you get down in here in the office, my boy. So yes, sir. I'm definitely locked in on NBA, but uh, appreciate all the love and support, man. Y'all keep rocking with us. Great content coming, man. Uh, thank y'all so, so much for rocking with us, man. Keep telling y'all like they say, tell your friends, tell your friends, tell them all, man. This is it's a sports that it's a sports show that we try to give y'all raw content, and we appreciate everything that y'all do by listening and sharing it with other people, man. Y'all keep rocking with us. Absolutely, man. Well said by Black. I echo those sentiments as well. Thank y'all for the support. Thank you for the love. Thank you for retweeting. Thank you for posting the links. Thank you for pressing play. Whether you're on Spotify, SoundCloud iTunes or Bandcamp. Whatever you listen to us on, we appreciate it. Shout out to uh, Reduce Lunch. Shout out to the NPN Network for helping powering this podcast. And uh, we definitely appreciate uh, all the support that we get there. All right. So until next time, y'all know what to do. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that is another sports show out here that they should pay attention to. We give it to you raw. We give you that homeboy talk, that barbershop talk, that barbecue in the backyard of your mama house sports talk. That's what we give you, man. So y'all check us out week in and week out. Me and Black are bringing you the hottest sports topics in sports, we debate them, we argue about them, we agree about them. Whatever you, whatever we got going on, that's what we do when we talk sports, man. So, um, tell your mom, tell your dad, your sister, your brother, your uncle, your auntie, the uh, tell the, the dude who be fixing the cars in the neighborhood, tell old boy at your local corner store, tell your hairdresser, tell your barber, tell your best friend, tell uh, your old lady cousin, anybody who's looking for a fresh take on sports, man. Tell them to check out DM Black. Your favorite sportsologist, man. Give us a shot, and we'll become your favorite podcast by the end of the episode. We, Yeah, that's what we're going to do, all right? So y'all be cool. Be safe. Take care of yourselves, man. Love your family, man. Love your family. Love your family. Love your loved ones. Um, And just keep that in mind every single day. Keep that in mind every single day. All right, man. Y'all be easy. Desk.